When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? This is the CLNS Media Patriots postgame show. Marv, it's always a good feeling if you're a Patriots fan when you can defeat the New York Giants. Absolutely. Always a good feeling. In this game right here, the Patriots defeat the New York Giants in Gillette Stadium, 35-14, to moving to 6-0 on the season. 3-0 at Gillette Stadium. Continued dominance from the Patriots when they're on their home field. Yeah, this game, as you all know, who's watched this game right now, it was not pretty. The score says 35-14, but, you know, Patriots broke away late, Mike, but that first half right there, I think we're going to spend most of our time talking about that first half. You know, a lot of things to dissect in this game, and we are live right now, so make sure you guys hit us up on the live stream. Let us know your thoughts, your feelings about this Patriots versus Giants game. Yeah, absolutely. You said it right there in the first half. You know, Patriots got two early touchdowns, and you scores 14-0, you know, got a touchdown early. And then special teams had a clutch touchdown with that uh, blocked punt. Yeah, first were, the first touchdown. Yeah, and it was returned uh, by who? Winovich. Winovich, yes. And after the score was 14-0, I believed, knowing that the New York Giants have one of the worst defenses in the NFL, I also believe that because, you know, the New York Giants offense were missing some key pieces. Saquon Barkley wasn't able to return in time. They're missing Sterling Shepard. They're missing the backup running back who played well. Uh, Gilman, I believe his name is. And then also not having uh, Ingram out there. Missing a lot of key pieces. So because of their defense and their offense missing key pieces, I believe that it wasn't going to take much to put this team away. And you thought 14 nothing would probably be enough to hold them off. But no. Giants made some things happen to, to hang around in this game early on. Right. You said it, Mike. You know, Patriots defense really dominated, especially in the first half. It was 14-0 off of the, the block punt and then an interception that happened earlier. You get the ball. Brandon Bolden punches it in at the goal line. It's 14-0. And all of a sudden, Danny Dimes, that's what they're calling him there in New York. Danny Dimes throws a dime, a design to Golden Tate for 64 yards. You know, Jonathan Jones, he's been – He's been great all year. He was in good coverage. Good coverage on Golden Tate. Danny just threw it where the ball needed to be. Tipped up a little bit. Golden Tate got the rest, and the rest was history. Golden Tate takes it to the to 64 yards for a touchdown. You're like, okay, this might be a little game here. Brady gets the ball back, fumbles the ball, Mike. That was we've been talking about it. Offensive line, protection, protecting Brady. Fumbles the ball and they score again and becomes 14 zero luckily you, you're able in the end of the second half to pull up late brady punches it in for his his um one of his two rushing touchdowns and it becomes 21 14 in the game but it wasn't pretty i think ryan just touched on it himself there was some bad throws bad play calling uh, what do you say lucky touchdown catches like this game was all over the place but mike let's focus on the first thing ryan said here bad throws yeah it, it, it was rough for Brady. 
I mean, the stats will stay otherwise. 31 of 41, 334 yards. Um, didn't throw for any touchdown passes. Did have an interception. Was able to rush it in two times to get two touchdowns for the team. But in terms of Brady throwing the ball, when he really looked to go downfield, it just didn't seem it like it there. was there for him. And, you know, a lot of people who are just viewing this game will say, okay, Brady's really starting to look his age. Because, you know, not only just this game, the last couple of weeks, Brady has seemed a little off. The stats might, might say otherwise sometimes, but if you're watching the game, you can see Brady's making throws that you're like, okay, he usually makes these, um, you know, the Brady we know usually makes these these throws. But at the same time, you know, is it completely all Brady? The argument can be made that it's not because the offensive line is definitely struggling. Brady took three sacks today, but on top of that, he was definitely rushing, hurried, and hit a lot more times in those three sacks. On top of that, you can question Brady's weapons and options out there. Julian Edelman had a huge game, nine receptions, 113 yards. Um but then the next guy that's usually out there, the number two wide receiver, Josh Gordon, one reception uh, for seven yards, but he gets hurt. He's out the picture. So now you're looking at a team where, okay, you're missing your second option. Now you're hoping that guys like Jacoby Myers and Gunnar uh, Gunner Rowe can step up. I don't want to even try to say his last name. I keep forgetting how to pronounce it. But you're hoping that these other guys can step up. So, you know, is it a combination of Brady just not being on his game or or – is it the fact that the offensive line is struggling and his weapons are kind of iffy at the moment? It's a little bit of everything. Brady wasn't good. Like, let's not make an excuse for Brady at all. He was not good in this game. <clears throat> excuse me. I know the weather was bad. There was some there was some throws down the field. You could tell that the wind definitely took it. One glaring throw was um during the first half where Edelman broke free down the field. And there was a clear window where Brady needed to throw the ball. And he threw it behind Edelman. And it was a big incompletion from there. And it was just that's when you looked at it like what what is going on in this game right now? Why isn't Brady been able to hit his receivers? The balls were all over, even passes to Jacoby Myers that he made. Some big catches Jacoby Myers made that we'll speak on later. Those none of those were accurate. Brady struggled, you know, placing the ball, and maybe it has to do with. You know, a guy like Ogletree being all over the field against him and really getting into Brady's head. And so Brady was not accurate in this game. The offensive line, Mike, we spoke about it in roundtable. Previous shows. Yeah, like, this line is not good. And you could tell Giants do not have a good defense. Let's put this out there. Giants are not a good defensive team. Yes, Redskins weren't a good defensive Redskins team. Redskins weren't a good defensive team. Yes, Giants played their ass off. They played really hard tonight. But let's not get it twisted here. You were supposed to be able to protect Brady in this game. And they weren't, they were not able to whatsoever. Even the running game, you know, suffered for it as well. Newhouse, once again, looking at him. He's just he's trying the best he can, but he, he, it's not there. It's not there for him. That left the whole left side wasn't good. And then finally, the guy who's been most consistent in Tooney, Tooney didn't look great in this game as well. So the whole offensive line in itself is needs, you know, you're missing guys. This is what's gonna happen. They don't have that, you know, they, they don't have it right now. Yeah, and you know, you talk about this game with the Giants, you talk about a previous game against the Redskins. You know, they're facing, like you said, teams that are not elite defenses. They're facing teams that don't have a legit pass rush. And even still, 
these teams are making it look like they're one of the top defenses out there because they're just plowing through this offensive line and making it tough for Brady. The Patriots have yet to face a defense. I guess, yes, the Bills had a solid defense. But other than the Bills, the teams that they face, you can't really say they had a, a terrifying pass rush. And yet they're making it tough for Brady. This offensive line has been tested, and it's crazy to say they've been tested against teams that don't have the top-tier talent to really need to need to test you. So it's going to be curious to see, you know, in these next couple of weeks. Obviously, yes, the Patriots do have a couple of more lollipop games for them in terms of, right. you know, getting easy wins that you assume. But they're going to come a time where you face teams that have guys who can make some noise in the pass rush. And if we're seeing games like this, the Patriots are getting by, you know, luckily because, again, it's still Belichick and Brady out there. And then on top of that, a huge part is the fact that their defense is making plays and also scoring defensive touchdowns. But if we're looking at games like today, yes, the score says 35-14. But if we're looking at games today and saying, okay, the offensive line struggled and they're getting to Brady, what's going to happen when you have a team come in that can play a real legit solid defense and not let the Patriots score 35, 30 plus points on. It's going to be serious to see when the serious competition comes into play. Definitely. Looking at some comments here, trying to get some of you guys' comments in here. Um, they're saying TB12, the gods, saying Brady played okay. When looked like it was taking the ball at some times. Um, when does when come back? When comes back? Hopefully, if they they choose to bring him back, you know, Patriots be on some funny business. If they choose to pick him back, which we all believe they will, after week eight, he's on the IR right now, and him and one one other player can come back. Flash, Josh Gordon, what's he looking like? You know, he took a nasty fall with that tackle. Yes. His knee bent some type of way. It was a good sign, though, that he came back onto the sideline. He, he didn't come in play, but coming back on the sideline already, you know, stretching walking out his around, leg, yeah. walking around, that's a positive sign moving forward, knowing that it shouldn't be anything too serious. But not having him in this game, you could definitely, it could it hurt. It hurt not having him here. Yes, and even with, yeah, losing him was huge. And I'm looking at another comment coming in here saying Josh Gordon is washed up. I wouldn't say Josh Gordon is washed up, but I, I believe, you know, after watching these, first six games now of the season. Josh Gordon, he's not like a mediocre wide receiver, and he's also not an elite wide receiver. He's just there. You know, passes are being thrown his way. He's able to make catches. Once in a while, you see him use his size and strength to, you know, pick up some extra yards. But other than that, he's not doing anything to really separate himself into a, okay, Josh Gordon is a real factor in terms of offensive weapons. And another comment came in that said, if the Patriots were to lose Edelman for a duration of time or possible for the season, it's going to put the Patriots in a deep hole. I think we all know that. But even saying that and then knowing that Josh Gordon isn't really separating himself as a major factor in this offense, something we've talked about on this show, something we've talked about on Roundtable, Patriots need another weapon. Patriots need another weapon. I see names coming in. Stephon Diggs. I don't. Odell Beckham Jr. is not leaving the, the Browns this this year. I don't see that happen. AJ Green is also another option. There. Patriots need to make something happen. Obviously, you want a veteran receiver, not a, a guy who's been around for a little bit. You know, I definitely want to take a look and see what why what 
free agent wide receivers out there if they choose to go that route or like these names are coming in a trade needs to happen but either way something needs to be added to this offense going back to the josh gordon take that you said um i w- josh gordon's good and i think josh gordon could be very special on this team the chemistry with brady is not there i think i don't know what is it that is. what it is though i think i think it is i think that's what it is we've seen josh gordon already in glimpses show some remarkable catches and, be, and when he goes off you're like damn if only can they can just get it going for some reason this plays where brady doesn't even look his way at all and you maybe you could say oh gordon's his route run is not the same he's not what he used to be in 2013 2014 we understand that but I still think he can be a guy where you look at him and be like, that's a Pro Bowl wide receiver talent week in and week out. But we just need that. We need to have that more consistently. This time, you watch it, just give the ball to Gordon. Every time the ball goes to Gordon's hand, something positive happens. And sometimes you sit there and you're frustrated, wondering why it doesn't happen even more. Now, going into the receivers that you mentioned, and, you know, free agency or trade, I it's clear that something is going to need to happen. You know, Nikhil Harry won't be coming in maybe once again. That's He's an IR, so maybe week eight. But we all know, and I, I'm sick that I have to say this on this show, but we all know Brady and Belichick weren't happy Antonio Brown was off this team. We all, that the, mm. it's out. The verdict's out. We know Brady's not happy. We know Belichick didn't want it to happen. But they both understood why AB had to go. You can't say what you said about Kraft and get away with it. And then AB, AB, his dumbass wants to go tweet and rash Kraft. So that makes, you know, burning bridges. But I wouldn't be surprised if Belichick sits down to graph Kraft and be like, hey, just, just going to put this out here, Kraft. It wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt if we talk to AB. Yeah, and you know what? Just see. Yeah, first you got to get through the Kraft. That's first yeah, that's, that's the Kraft team. You got to get through the craft. Once you get through the craft, then you need to understand, like, where is everything at in terms of his legal situation and where he stands with the NFL? Are they going to suspend him? You need to know that. Is there going to be legal actions taken upon him with everything he has going on off the field? If you can get a clear-cut understanding with that, yeah, in a sense, it may look bad for the Patriots. Do they want to look like, oh, well, we released – Antonio Brown, but then we're going to bring him back. They don't want to look like the dummies in the situation. I can understand right. that. But at the same time, one game, you had him here. And that <laughs> one game, he played pretty damn well in, in the Patriots offense with the limited time that he had around the team. So, you know, yes, Antonio Brown off the field can seem like a dummy, and that stuff needs to get squared away with the NFL. It, just got to put stuff. it out there. We got to talk about but it. But if is there any way – if there's any way possible to get Adrian, I'm uh, sorry, not Adrian, Antonio Brown back on this team and know that he can be available to play without having to deal with any kind of suspension or, you know, going to court for any type of situations. We've already seen number 84 in uniform. Yo, bottom line is if he doesn't, he's so stupid. It pisses. If he doesn't <laughs> text, send that text. He'd still be here. He'd still he's be in New still, England. He'd still be in New England and he'd still be playing. The NFL couldn't stop him from playing right now. They yeah. they interviewed both of them, and there was nothing else that they could have done. He would have still been playing in the New England Patriots. But he he just can't help himself. And then he burned bridges with that tweet. And so 
It's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. But we know, we all know that the Patriots definitely need some more. They need some more help. Philip Dorsett, he's going to come back. His injury doesn't look too serious. Um, Josh Gordon, like I said, it doesn't look too serious. Edelman, this guy is fighting with like some broken ribs. And he's, he's, there's nothing more you can say about Edelman, man. Nine receptions, 115 yards. Almost got that touchdown in the last play. The guy's a warrior, but he can't do it by himself. And Brady, it's been it's been Edelman and White, the Edelman and White show when it comes to receptions. <laughs> I'm looking at these comments here, and people are going in on Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon on the field looking like my high school lunch lady. Okay. Josh Gordon out okay. there looking slow and fat. Oh man! No, 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 no. Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon hate will not be tolerated. Here, <laughs> this is a man who's been battling what we know he's been battling. He's coming back, fit into the system. Maybe you guys had too much of high expectation. Mike, what have I but, been trying to tell people on this show about Josh Gordon? But the thing is, I think we can all be in agreement, not to, not to uh, fall in line with the slander taking place, but Josh Gordon, his limited time last year, looked better. Than he does this year. And he's been through, obviously, he wasn't in all of training camp, but he was there for a couple games, you know, preseason. He has been around. What's the major difference? He, You say he, the chemistry of Brady's not there. I don't, he was there with Brady last year. And on top of that, and there, but, there's talk that they worked out during the summer. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Mike, you remember last year when Gordon came in? There was games where Brady would just force feed him, right? Mm -hmm. To the point we were like, Brady, hold on, relax. Like spread the ball around. This year, I don't see it's like he doesn't even look Gordon's way. There's been times in this game you sit and you go, where the hell is Josh Gordon? So you believe that because Brady's not force feeding him similar to last year, that kind of the, the, things no, off. That's that's it's shown. That's why I'm comparing because you said last year he looked better. I don't know if last year he was he was significantly better. Last year. He just, he just got oh yes, I think he just seemed more involved last more year. More involved, okay. yes, perfect. Um, so we won't slander Josh Gordon, but we did. We even on this year, we've been mentioned. Josh Gordon doesn't, you know. I talked about how he hasn't been reeling the ball in sometimes. He gets the ball taken out. So yeah, there is some Josh Gordon things, but I feel like he needs more, more looks. Okay, that's a possibility as well. You know, we mentioned Antonio Brown. Whatever way that situation is gonna go, I know he's out there making Instagram stories and posts about Patriots need to pay, gotta pay him, so they might as well play him and saying stuff like that. Either way, you gotta look at realistic options. What if they make some trades, get some draft picks out of here, and see who they can bring in, or if you look to the free agency? And now I got a list here of guys who are out there who I don't know if Patriots will or maybe take a look at, but here are some names out there for sure. Michael Crabtree, veteran receiver, free agent. He's been around the league for a while. You tapes out on him, like you like to say, so you know what Crabtree brings right. to the table. That's one name to mention. Then there's some other guys that you're like, okay, I don't know. Des Bryant. No. He's probably – I don't know if he'll play another game mm -hmm. in the I'd NFL. I'd rather have Nikhil Harry. But That's... Des Bryant is a free agent. Kelvin Benjamin. Nope. Another guy who's been – Y'all want to talk about fat and slow. <laughs> Maybe he's been working out in the offseason. I'd rather have or, Nikhil Harry again. All right. That's another guy. Here's another guy who I could I could possibly see it if there was an option to look at him, bring him in for a week to see what he has. Pierre Garçon. 
I would take a look at him. In my mind, he can bring somewhat of what Philip Dorsett yeah, brings to the table. That's why I was just about to bring that up because you have Philip Dorsett coming back. There's no, there's but even if you have Philip, don't you need that depth there just in case a situation happens? I think it's the position of wide receiver you need. Like you want a wide out. Philip Dorsett's more in the slot. You have Edelman there. You have Dorsett playing playing that a little bit. You have Jacoby Myers. You want more of an outside guy. That's not what um, that's not what uh, Pierre Garcon brings to the table. Those are some names out there. Right. I don't and know all those names you mentioned. I'd rather have Nikhil Harry. I'd rather we're have waiting. Nikhil, Nikhil Harry there, or then the guys that were mentioned in the chat. The um, trades that could possibly trades. happen. Okay. The trades of AJ Green or um, who else? What was said? Oh, Manuel Sanders. Manuel Sanders. Someone said Odell, and I get it. That sounds outlandish, but I like it. <laughs> of course. Because why not? Cleveland has a problem right now where there's too many mouths to be fed. They're not winning. Baker looks caca. Why not bring, try to find a way to bring in an Odell in here? You'd have to give them a lot. They're looking. They're, they're looking. You have a to lot. trade. Yeah, you have to trade a lot. Yeah, you have to trade a lot. But why not look at it? I'm not mad at the the Odell. Whoever mentioned that in the chat, I'm not mad at it at all. Okay, but again, we'll wait for Nikhil Harry. Maybe they make a trade. Maybe they look to free agents. Who knows? I think the bottom line that we can all agree on is the fact that. Patriots need another option. Edelman's playing great. Yeah, 32, 33 years old. Why not? He looks great. James White, I think I saw a comment that says some, they need to get James White involved more. He was heavily involved in this game from James looking White at was, the stats. James White was heavily involved. He only carried the ball for negative one yard. But other than that, nine receptions, 46 yards on nine targets. Nine targets and nine receptions. Yeah, James, That's beautiful. James White was, you know, when, when you got a guy like Josh Gordon – heading out sony michelle the running game in the first half was not working out so there was a point they just said okay forget the run we're gonna start doing them quick the quick throws because the the defensive line was getting to brady quickly and that's that's a perfect game script for for james white and he took advantage he played he played really well in this game another guy who stepped up for the first time creeping his way onto the field more and more especially with you know guys being out Jacoby Myers, yes, four receptions for 54 yards on four targets. You know, there was talk I saw somewhere early in the week that just Brady does not trust this guy. Young guy out there. Obviously, Jacoby Myers was having a huge preseason, right. but that was with Stidham and a little bit of Hoyer. Brady now, Brady definitely trusts Edelman. He definitely trusts James White. He definitely trusts Josh Gordon. Dorsett, when he's out there, we know Brady's talked highly about Dorsett. But Brady needs to look Jacoby Myers' way a little bit more. The yeah. guy has shown that he can play in the NFL, um, and he's another option out there, and he seems like he can make plays and make things happen on the field. I think if there's no Gordon or if you're, there's no Dorsett, if there's no uh, Burkhead, there's another guy you rely upon sometimes in the past game, I don't see a reason why the Patriots and Tom Brady don't look Jacoby Myers' way more often. You're right, Mike. and. You know, tonight they they let him loose a little bit out of necessity, like you mentioned. But Jacoby made plays when the ball was thrown to him on four targets. He caught all all of those passes there. The one that's memorable is obviously the one that was down the field at the um I believe it was during the third quarter. 
And it, he looks good, man. He had to adjust. He adjusts to the ball every time because, like I said, the win factor, Brady wasn't accurate. He adjusted to the ball. He caught them. There wasn't much yards after the catch, but he was able to secure the ball. And that's that's going to bode well for Jacoby Myers moving forward. That's the same thing that would happen with Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett now is a reliable receiver for Tom Brady, probably the wide receiver two or three at times during the season. But there was times Brady in the beginning when Philip Dorsett had just gone on this team. Brady would only throw to him once or twice a game. But yep. he took advantage of those catches. And later on during the year, you know, his role expanded. You could see a little bit of that maybe happening for Jacoby Myers as well. Time will tell how involved Jacoby Myers gets in the offense for sure. But we got to switch over to the Ooh, defense. Please, man. A defense please. that continues to show dominance. Yes, again. I know people keep saying, well, they haven't faced anybody yet. They haven't faced anybody yet. Whatever the case is, this team is six weeks into the NFL season, and they're the top defensive team in the league. Whether you want to look at that and say, oh, it's because they face sucky talent, sure, that can be an argument. But you still have to step up each week and play football. And each week the Patriots have stepped on the field defensively and played football. It's led them to be the top team. Um in in the NFL in terms of defense. Looking at Daniel Jones stats, you know, he only got pitches only recorded one sack on him, but in turn, we're able to intercept him three times. Unfortunately, the streak of McCordy interceptions it's has come to come, an end. It's come down. There was no McCordy interception today, but if it wasn't McCordy, you had some interceptions taking place from other guys who made some big plays. Gilmore had an interception. Who else am I missing here from the stats that had an interception? There was the um, was it the J fumble, the fumble, fumble recovery, fumble recovery, yeah. Vinoy. All in all, what I mean to say is this defense doesn't matter who they're playing, doesn't matter what offense is out there. Yes, like I said early in the show, they're facing a Giants team that are missing some of their top guys. Top guys weren't on the field. Still with that, the Patriots dominated this team. They did what they're supposed to do. You know, you're supposed to shut down and dominate a team like the Giants, and that's what they came out to the field and did. Mike, you know, during this game, though, Patriots' defense was great. We can all agree. But Dan, Dan, Daniel Jones has some time to throw the ball this game. He has he had some time to, you know, get, get a little busy. Mm -hmm. Van Noy... He's been having a great year. He got the one sack on um, on Daniel Jones. But that defensive line, there wasn't any tackle for losses. And they, they did a really good job on Hillman, only 11 carries on 38 yards, but no negative negative plays. And this is it now. We finally got it. I always, I always would use to sprinkle it in. We got to talk about it. Michael Bennett. Mm. Michael Bennett. I'm, I'm tired now. Okay. Now, now. Now it's okay. time. Now it's time, Mike. You tell me his stats. Look it up. I'll wait. Michael Bennett's stats. Just to correct what I was saying earlier, it was Deron Harmon, John Simon, and Stephon Gilmore with interceptions. But yes, Michael Bennett, his stat lines from today's game. I'm here looking at the box scores, and as I scroll defensively, I do not see Michael Bennett's name on here once. No, no, no. Look again. Look again. It's got to be there somewhere. Okay, let me scroll one more time here, and I'm looking. I'm seeing Shaquille Calhoun, 
J.C. Jackson, even Gunnar Olawinski. His name shows up there <laughs> defensively. Terrence Brooks, I'm not even sure what position he plays, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't see Michael Bennett's name at all. And, you know, I'll tell you, this might not be the first time I look at a box score and Michael Bennett's name does not show up. His role has decreased incredibly. I'm not even sure if he played over 10 snaps today. Sheesh. I did see him when they showed the bench on the camera to the bench. He was sitting there fixing his jersey or something. Michael Bennett is making almost 15 over 15 million dollars in this on this team and his role is absolutely nothing. Hmm. Nothing. So what what's going on here? We know he can play. Just last year the guy was balling. They limited his role. Is it because you're trying to expand Winovich, who's been playing very well? You know, Chase has been awesome for this team. He got himself a, himself a touchdown today. Speaking of, you know, touchdowns, it took Slater 12 years to get his first touchdown. Why take why take Winovich six games? It, hey, it don't matter how long it took. Slater's going to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. But Bennett, man... That money you get, the reason I'm harping on is just the money. Patriots are always money smart when it comes to these players. Try to and, be and, sure do. And with Bennett, you can't give this guy this much money. And you see how tied up we are now trying to figure out what, what we're trying to do with trades and trying to get this offense up there. And then you have Bennett who's barely playing now. He's not even on the box score. Mm, he sure isn't. So that brings up does he become trade bait? I don't know how he is in the locker room. I don't know if he's disgruntled. You don't hear anything about it. You don't hear anything. I don't know if he's disgruntled or not. Maybe he's just buying into the system. But this is Michael Ben. This is this is not just any player here. This is a guy who wanted to make an impact on the Patriots defense, and he has made zero impact. All I know, he has like four sacks on the of the year. They've been all in like the fourth quarter garbage time. Doesn't matter. I try not to talk about Michael Bennett too much. Um, I still have faith in his ability to be there. He can play. That's my thing. He can play. It's just confusing as to why. Obviously, you know, sometimes they say the impact a player has on the game doesn't always necessarily show up on the box scores. Maybe that's the case with Michael Bennett. You know, they say that in basketball, you know, Marcus Smart, he does a lot of stuff that doesn't show up on a... Marcus Smart plays at least 30 minutes a game. (laughs) Marcus Smart does a lot of stuff that doesn't show up on the box scores. Maybe in football, the same thing with Michael Bennett. He does a lot of stuff you that can, doesn't you show can, You can do that for Slater and I'll buy it. You're not going to give me that with Bennett when the man, the man's not even playing the game. He's letting the third down rookie play more than him. You're seeing guys like Calhoun, Simon, all of these guys play more than him. And you know, one thing I always used to think about is, um, Bennett plays one way. He's one specific way. He's going to play on the outside, and he's going to go after the quarterback. Belichick loves versatile defensive linemen that can shift up, shift down, the linebackers that can play on the line, move up. That's not That's Bennett. how I feel about Simon. That's not Bennett's style. That was always one thing I thought of. Him. That's not really how Bennett rolls, but maybe they'll, they'll make it work. But they haven't made it work yet. You know... I'm still going to hold out hope on Bennett that he's going to show up. I saw a comment that came in here and said, you know, uh, where's the comment? Something about 
Bennett showing up in big games. Bennett makes plays, bro, in big games. Keep him for down the road. Hey, maybe. maybe. Got, yeah. I'm just saying it's week six, and somebody's got to talk about it. And that's what we're here for. All right. I hear you. You know, you know people you. saying, oh, we're crazy. Talk about the offense, not the D. Hey, we just did a 30 minutes talking about the offense. We got to talk about both sides of the field. Here's what I will say about the offense. I know we're going back to it, but something I wanted to bring up that you brought up while we were here watching the game. Goal line work for Sony Michelle. Ah. I'm looking here. And you know, Sony Michelle, 22 carries, 86 yards, solid, solid running there, averaged almost four yards per carry. But when the Patriots were on the goal line, two guys that look like they got a lot of work Brandon Bolden and Tom Brady. And maybe people say, oh, well, the reason why Sony Michelle didn't get goal line work in certain situations was because. They're on like the one yard line, and that's an easy sneak for Brady. They tried that QB sneak with Brady a few times. Look at these stat lines here. Brady <laughs> no, rushed for seven he times. Pro- he probably had at least four sneaks. Seven carries for Brady right. in a game? That's you're looking at a possible career high for Brady. But either way, they were in the goal line, one, two yard line, and it was either Brady trying to sneak the ball in or Brandon Bolin was out there. And Brandon Bolin actually converted on one of his. Um, his rushes down in the goal line, I believe. Uh, he also finished with three carries for 23 yards and a touchdown. But no Sony Michelle down on the goal line. Is that because of they're on the one line, one yard line, and Brady's a specialist when it comes to those sneaks, or do they just feel Michelle hasn't been getting the job done? Yeah. Um, it's time to talk about it. You know, both the reason. You mentioned Bolden. It's not because he got goal line work. You know, Patriots love to sprinkle some random quarterbacks in there to 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 punch it in. But Bolden didn't get it in the first down. He he didn't get it in second down, and they went with him three times in a row on the goal line. While Sony Michelle, your best your first round pick, was not there, which was that's concerning. When Sony's not getting any goal line work. When it's first down, second down, third down, you're yeah. not gonna put you're not gonna put That's Sony shocking. in. Very you're shocking. putting Brent and look, Brandon Bolden came into it. We're thinking, okay, he's going back to be his special teams, special teams guy. Bolden's getting busy. Let's not, you know, put put dirt on Bolden's name. He's been getting busy here. Last week we saw that he he got a touchdown as well. He got some goal line work last week. And then you mentioned it, Tom Brady sneaking it that many times. I believe like last year he barely snuck the ball at all because like we're thinking maybe they're not sneaking no more because Brady's age and everything like that. But that doesn't seem to be the case. Bolden's been looking good and he's been converting. It's not like Bolden hasn't been converting. Then that would be a problem. Bolden's been converting and Sony Michelle, unfortunately, hasn't been getting the job done. And it's not all on Sony. We've been talking about it. As bad as the the offensive line's been doing protecting Brady, they have been doing a great job at run blocking as well. It's a combination of a lot of different things. I think I saw a comment of someone saying they believe that Sony Michelle is heavier this time around. Um, I don't know. It's a little bit of Michelle, Michelle not producing. The offensive line is struggling. It's a different combination of things you could talk about when it comes to Sony Michelle in the running game and Sony Michelle on um, the goal line. Here, looking at more tom- uh, comments coming in, um, tight ends can't even run block either. Ooh, that's true. Ooh, who said that? Uh, 
the god i don't know oh fullery the god oh fullery the god yes i that's something i noticed mike whether it was Izzo out there or Lacoste, but mostly Izzo because Lacoste got hurt for a period of time. These boys can't block. They it's can't. They, they, the run bus. block is not good. Jacoby Myers, one thing about him, if he wants to stay in this league, I know we just, I'm jumping from tight end to receiver. Jacoby Myers, during the screen passes, this is the second game I've seen it now. Jacoby can't block for it. For nothing. Yeah, he he blew <laughs> he blew one very badly. Jacob, Jacoby cannot block, and this is two games in a row that I've that I've seen that Izzo, he his specialty is supposed to be you know pass blocking, helping with the block. He got he got blown up as well. So you know the tight ends not being able to block. We always talk about damn, we miss Gronk for you thinking the passing, but what Gronk was so what made him so special is. He was getting in there and blocking as well. And don't forget now, there's no Ben Watson. I wouldn't be surprised with Lacoste looking like he's a little shaky. Mm, and an injury, yeah. He's he looking a little shaky with his injury again. I wouldn't be surprised if you get if Watson gets a little call here saying, hey, we might need you back. It's, it, it possibly could happen. It definitely could. You know, I think for sure when – he probably stepped into the office, Bill Belichick's office for his walking papers. Belichick probably said, hey, man, stay in shape, stay close to your phone. Because unfortunately, we probably mm-hmm. don't have the room for you. But if something happens down the down the line, we might need you to step up. And I think Ben Watson would be happy uh, to come back. I saw a question coming in that asked why the Patriots were charged a timeout at the end of the first half on an overturned scoring play. That's a good question. And I don't necessarily know why. You know, I think the play was when they were reviewing after Ninkovich, not Ninkovich, sorry, Van Noy right. ran it back. I guess the Patriots might have been charged a timeout in that. I need to remember. I think play. that's the play that um this question is referring to from the dynasty continues. If that is the play that you're referring to, I'm not too sure. Um, it's it is very curious to me as to why they were charged the timeout. Uh, I think all in all, the officiating and whatnot has been a little funny business. Uh, even Patriots on defense. I think I forgot the player who it was. It might have been Golden Tate and either Jonathan Jones. No, the or Jason la- one Jackson. of the last players of the game. Yeah, but it was a clear pass interference, and I think you know uh, the Giants even tried to review it and they they upheld it and said there was no pass interference. And, you know, I'm a guy who usually likes to call things right down the middle. That was a pass interference. Straight up. Patriots should have been charged. Yeah, the, expl- the explanation was it wasn't as egregious. It needs to be as egregious as the pass interference that we saw against the, the Saints game in the playoffs for it to call for them to call it. So that's the explanation they gave on TV. We're getting to the point now with all these rules and reviews and everything like that. You don't know what is what anymore. Okay. And, and it's unfortunate for the game. So my thing is, oh, the comment coming in. Shout out to 10 uh TB12 uh is God. He says, so they didn't get a 10-second runoff since he was uh short. It was a running clock. On a play with James White, when Brady did his little drop pass to James White and he curled around for the touchdown, and his elbow went down first. Right. They called it back. They didn't rule it a touchdown. They said it because his elbow was down. That's the play he's referring to. Okay. 
I, I remember what you guys talked about. One thing I do want to talk on real quick before we get into the stars and stories. Are we going to jump on uh, Mike Nugent's case today or not? Can you blame his missed field goal because he's a little shaky at kicker? Or was the wind a huge factor? Which is- not only with the wind, I think uh, when the, the holder got the, the ball, he had the laces facing the wrong yeah. way. Bailey, Bailey's been been on some funny business as well. Bain, Bailey... He did a little bit in preseason. We saw he got caught again. We saw him do it again tonight. And then Nugent himself, he's just, what you saw from Nugent tonight is what you're going to get from him. You know, even his extra points are they're five just, for five. They're just, they're just skip. They're just skimming in there. And I don't care what they skimmed as long as they go through. And, and they've Better been going, than Right now, because Gaskowski was hurt, Mike, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Don't do that. It is. I know it's late, but don't do that. So right now, hey, I'll take what Nugent's given right now. He's not He's not out of this world, you know. Patriots, as long as they keep facing teams like the Giants, they'll be all right. Yeah, and the Patriots keep scoring. You know, that's why you can really look at whether it's Gaskowski or Nugent. You know, you look at these guys possibly missing extra points and whatnot. You can't really worry about it too much sometimes because, I mean, you have to worry about it, yes, but at the same time, the Patriots continue to score six points, then another six points, another six points because they keep getting touchdowns. Obviously, you're hoping that the defense holds down the other team so that these missed extra points don't mean anything. I saw a comment saying that they don't believe that Nugent can be trusted when the playoffs start. It remains to be seen, man. I don't know. Just, you know, keep trying to build up your confidence, you know, and hope that he can be relied upon if necessary. Yeah, there was a comment. In here is talking about the comments are booming, so I'm sorry if I don't remember yeah, who shout is, out to the comments who is sure. saying what, but there was a comment in there saying, you know, that you know, Patriots do not trust um Belichick doesn't trust Nugent. That's why they keep going for fourth down. One, that is my that may also be true, but I'm not mad at it, Mike. I like when the Patriots are going fourth down. One, the Patriots defense can be trusted. That is true. You, you I know, did say that. Yep. You know that if you go for it in fourth down. That okay, you have a great defense. That no matter what, they're gonna you give you're gonna give them good field positions supposedly, and you're gonna be able to stop them again. So the Patriots' defense is another reason why the Patriots are taking more risks at fourth down, on top of not trusting Nugent. Yeah, a comment just came in says Belichick trusts the defense more than the as kicker. he should. That is true, true indeed. Um, let's move on. <laughs> Let's get ready for the stars and sorries of the game. I saw some stars coming in early in the comments. There's been a lot of comments. So if you had some stars of the game, drop them again in the comments. Your top three stars from tonight's game. Let us know who you feel deserves a star of the game. I got some guys in mind that I definitely want to give a star to. One guy for sure who showed up for the Patriots. He did some damage to me in terms of fantasy football because I was going up against him. Uh, but Julian Edelman, nine receptions, 113 yards on 15 targets. Clearly, he was Brady's top receiver. Clearly, when he was able to get the ball, he was able to make things happen and, you know, continues to be the reliable, you know, I think what was uh, Gronk calling him the pregame show? The squirrel. little furry, quick, whatever, squirrel, squirrel, whatever the case is. Julian Edelman, you know, I think he moved, he moved up in the ranks in terms of, 
uh, receptions uh, in the hist- in, in Patriots history, something along those lines. Shout out to Julian Edelman. He definitely deserves a star of the game. Yeah, man, Julian Edelman, like I'm saying, he's, this guy is not healthy. He's not 100% healthy at all. And for him to just go out there continuously battling, catching every, every ball that comes his way, 9 for 15 targets, definitely deserves a star of this game. Got to give one to a guy that, you know, anytime his name is called upon on the offense, he 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 balls out. James White. James White, for sure. James White. I think this might be his first of the 2019 season here, but he definitely deserves a star. Nine receptions, you know, 46 yards. And, he, and the numbers don't look big. They don't jump out yep. there. But when you lose receivers in Gordon, you're adding rookies and undrafted rookies in Jacoby Meyer and Gunner. Then James White steps up in big times, gets those third down catches to move move the chains. I think that is huge. But, Mike, we got to talk about this defense. Defense, for sure. I'm seeing some names coming in. You know, Gilmore. Uh, someone said Winovich. Who stars out for you, Marv? Who do you have as a star on the defensive side? Defensive side, I got to give it to Kyle Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy. He's been having a hell of a season. He, he's talking a lot. More than you usually expect a Patriot to talk, but he's backing it up. You know, this guy got personality. They coined their the linebacker crew, the boogeyman. The boogeyman. And he backed it up with this touchdown. He backed it up with the touchdown. He's been all over the field. It doesn't matter if he's playing coverage on some running backs. If he's if he's chasing um, what's this guy's name? If he's chasing Daniel Jones off off this off of a scramble. If he's sacking Daniel, he was all over the place once again, gets a touchdown, a nice little dive. You know, he's showing a little speed on himself, too. So Kyle Van Noy definitely, for me, gets a star of the game. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the combination of Van Noy, Collins, and Hightower. That's beautiful. That's a tough, tough combination of linebackers. you got Bentley and Simon in them to come in. And Landon Roberts stepping (laughs) up sometimes, too. I knew you was a (laughs) good I knew you were going to do that with a Landon Roberts. But, yeah, it's led by Van Noy, Collins, and Hightown. I think they're all playing very well. Um, shout out to the defense for sure. They, as, Like I said, uh, Gilmore made a hell of a play late in the game, even though the game was pretty much over. He made a hell of a play on um, a receiver. I forgot which receiver it was, but it's a nice pass by Daniel Jones. Solid catch by the receiver. Um, but... The way that Gilmore positioned his body to punch the ball out for the pass to be yeah. incomplete, it was on, just on, a, on Slater. Slater, yes. It was just a play that reminds you why this guy is an all-pro player in this league and a guy that's looked Slayton, sorry. Slayton, a guy that's looked upon in this league as one of the top cornerbacks in the league. Shout out to uh, Stephon Gilmore for a star. For sure. Honorable mention. Winovich, he's, he hasn't got a star from us yet, but he's going to get there. He's making his way. He's getting there. I know the comments got a lot of comments got him, Winovich, as a star and deservingly so. That, that boy's a baller, man. Absolutely. But I tell you, Mm-mm-mm-mm. on this show right here, when there's the good, there's the bad. And when you're bad, we tell you sorry. sorry. So. If you have some sorries of the game, some players that had bad performances, some players that didn't look like they were on their game today, some players who just possibly outright undoubtedly sucked, let us know. Drop those sorries in the comments. We'll kick it off here. 
I'm trying to think of some sorries on the giant side of the game. And, you know, I just have to give a sorry to Daniel Jones. Damn. You know, once again, Daniel Jones finished the game 15 of 31. He did pass for 161 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions with a quarterback rating of 35.2. Patriots once again shut down a rookie quarterback. You just can't be a rookie quarterback and face the Patriots. You can't be a rookie quarterback, come into Gillette Stadium, and try to beat the Patriots. It can't just, be done. It, it just can't. can't be done under Belichick, under Brady, under this, this team. They don't let rookie quarterbacks win. So, Daniel Jones, you tried. You're having a nice little start to your career, this your season with the Giants. I know tonight was extra tough because you're missing a lot of weapons. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you took the L. And because of that L, we have to give you a sorry. Yeah. Let's see some comments coming in here. I got, you know, Daniel Jones, he played tough. I like that throw, that touchdown he threw to Golden Tate. That was really a dime. Great that catch was by great, Golden Tate great, as well. Yes. For me, though, unfortunately, this game wasn't a fun game to watch, mm. especially in the first half. It, it was quite frustrating. And nor was the peaking point. You got the interception. You intercepted um, Daniel Jones, and then you just throw the interception right back. You yeah, those are the those are the worst. Yeah, Brady. those are the worst. But I'm not gonna give it to Brady. But Brady, you, you're damn close. But he saved himself from getting a sorry because he got two rushing touchdowns. He did. Know? He did. He got two rushing touchdowns, and and then late in the game because it was the Giants, they were they were slinging the ball still. <laughs> you know, Brady wanted to throw a little salt against that team for sure, but. A Patriots got to get it. Not one Patriot. Mm. Not two. Oh, boy. Not three. Oh, boy. Not four. The whole damn offensive line. Offensive I'm getting, line. I'm getting sick and tired of this. I'm getting sick yeah. and tired of this line right here, man, because it's getting worse. Each week. It's getting worse. Yeah. You, know, you know what? The Giants are ranked defensively, Mike. 30th. 30th. How many teams are in the NFL? 32. Holy crap. What the hell is going on here? Patriots could not score. They could not score in the struggle bus. And the major reason why is because they could not they could not defend Tom Brady at all. This guy, Ogletree, got to Brady, not to Brady specifically, but had 12 tackles, sacked Brady once. Brady got sacked twice, I believe, in this game. Three times. Brady got hit three times compared to Daniel Jones one. You know, got rushed many times, threw some errant, errant bad throws. Sonny Michelle couldn't get it going. No one else run, ran the ball other than Bolden in the goal line. Yeah. James White tried to run the ball, got negative yards. It was a, a it was a sorry showing for this offensive line right here, man. And I hate giving it to Patriots. I hate doing it. McDaniels was close. <laughs> He was close. I, Questionable. I to, <laughs> Let's pitch the ball on third and, and seven he, or whatever it was. He was pretty damn close. I gave McDaniels a lot of sorries last year. I've been good. I've been good this year. So I'm not going to do it yet. But McDaniels, you, you, you this close, buddy, to getting a sorry. But for right now, the offensive line, you guys get a big old sorry. One thing I will say. Or a question that I want to pose to you guys watching and to you as well, Mar. We know that 
Brady has worked with lesser talent in terms of weapons over the years. But a lot of talk is they need another weapon. So is it more important to get Brady another weapon so that he can have more options to work with to help this sustain this offense? Or is it more important to make sure that they try to add another piece or somehow in some way solidify the offensive line? It's the line. The line needs to get healthy. Like, of course, we play around with the stars and sorries and everything, but the line's not healthy. You got a lot of guys in there that are not starting caliber offensive linemen. Okay. So if you would you are you would you rather improve the offensive line for sure and stick with who the Patriots have in terms of weapons or change compared to improve or the weapons or, and or keep the line go out and make a trade for I'd rather uh, I'd rather I'd rather improve the line because not only does it affect the passing game but the running game needs to get better as well okay hey you heard it here first from the guy Marv um Again, once again, comments are booming. Shout out to people. What time is it, man? East Coast time. It is midnight, twelve twenty. Let us if you if you're not on the East Coast right now, you in these comments, please let us know where you're at because again, these comments are booming. We always try to get to as many comments as possible, but you guys are over here, typey type. Appreciate y'all joining the conversation. This show doesn't happen without you guys Mm -hmm. in these comments for sure. Big facts. Patriots 6-0, like I said. Oh, shout out to Denver. Shout out to Maryland. Okay, what we got here? Shout out to Nigeria. Nigeria, let's go. See y'all out here showing support for the Patriots postgame show. My man's 13 miles from Gillette. We we global, baby. Shout out to all of you guys tuning in from wherever Florida, we got kicking Florida. Okay. Again, like I said, the show with Marvin and I doesn't happen without you guys in these comments. Um, But the thing is. You can't just see Marvin and I right here on the post-game show. We're all over the place in terms of CLNS Media Network. We got the Patriots post-game show that you're watching right now, live that we do after every game. We also have the Patriots post-game show. Sorry, not the post-game show. The Patriots roundtable that comes out throughout the week. Stay on the lookout for that where we go out, talk about all different types of news going on with the Patriots team. But then on Tuesday nights, Check us out with the Double M Media Show where we talk about sports, media, entertainment, urban culture, anything that's going on within those things. We have a live show that we do as well. Check us out with all of those. But Marv. Hold on, man. I got to give out some shout outs oh to people. Goodness. We got TB12s from Georgia. We got Celtic Tennessee. here from Tennessee. Shout out to Tennessee. Shout Canada. out to Canada from O'Hara. We got Cincy from Aaron. Okay. Okay, shout man. Shout out to you guys Yo. indeed. Wow. Man, you guys are global, and this is why we do it. Make sure, you know, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. Shout out to Ryan, you know, day one fan, always been showing us love. We got to show you love back, bro. Yeah. So, Patriots, 6-0. Next week, they are taking on a team. Is it the Jets? That, you know, they might have their quarterback is he back. is he done smooching? I think the monoscoliosis is finally is he subsided. He's done smooching. He's finally finished kissing up in the elevator. Oh where, man, can we in, thank, in the closet room God. wherever he's kissing? Thank at. God. I don't know, but yes, next week the Patriots will be taking on the New York Jets in New York. Monday, another night game. Yes, eight fifteen Eastern time. Patriots versus the Jets, a game that I believe. 
will push the seat, the Patriots to 7 and 0 on the road to an undefeated season, but we won't get into that too much right now. 7 and 0 coming up soon. 7 and 0 <laughs> Patriots post game show. Shout out to everyone from all over the world. Shout out to the fans in Lagos, Nigeria. Check us out, tune in all the time for sure. We'll, we'll see, see you guys, guys next time.